Welcome to the MedEvidence Podcast, hosted by Dr. Michael Corrin and Michelle McCormick. MedEvidence, where we help you navigate the real truth behind medical research with both a clinical and research perspective. In this podcast, we'll have discussions with physicians that have extensive experience in patient care and research. How do you know that something works? In medicine, we conduct clinical trials to see if things work. Now, let's get the truth behind the data. Welcome to MedEvidence, powered by Encore Research Group. Go to EncoreDocs.com. In this episode of the series of Med Evidence podcast with Dr. Michael Corrin, the bad cholesterol and the really, 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 really bad cholesterol, we are going to just kind of bring it all home, Dr. Corrin, and LPA little LP little A, the the knowledge is extensive and the research behind it, so much going on. It, it's fascinating and and really exciting. How does this knowledge affect me and and my family going forward? So you're gonna bring it down to earth. Is yeah, was, let's let's bring it down. I, I was like happy up there in Mars. Yeah, yeah. right. I tried to follow you. <laughs> yeah, it, it was fun. It was fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, that the the Martian environment was was a little bit tough, but I, I think we got through it. Yeah. Well, you brought it home to Jurassic Park. So you know, <laughs> once you start talking about the recreation of of dinosaurs, I think we all understood. <laughs> okay. Well, so we, so we're gonna bring it back to Earth. Okay, I think that's reasonable. So really, what it comes down to is people say, "How can I protect me and my family?" Mm-hmm. That's what. That's the real important question. So let, let's, let me break it down a little bit so that people understand that. So cholesterol problems are extremely common in Western societies and certainly in the United States. A lot of it is driven by di- bad dietary choices and there are other risk factors, of course, cigarette smoking, uh, diabetes, hypertension. Um, those cigarette smoking obviously should just be stopped. There's, mm-hmm. there's no excuse for that this day and age. Uh, blood pressure can be tricky, but um, it's very manageable and we have a lot of good products for that. Uh, diabetes, we're actually doing a lot of research here in Northeast Florida on diabetes, and we have way better ways of treating that than we did 10 or 15 years ago. So if you're diabetic and you and you want to get some more information, look us up on Encore Docs, and we can probably hook you up with something that's pretty cool. But getting back to cholesterol, um, changing your diet can have an impact, but sometimes a modest impact. So some people have a big dietary sor- source of cholesterol, and uh, that's stuff that you absorb through your gut. But as we mentioned previously, every cell in your body makes cholesterol. So most of the stuff in your circulation is stuff your body is making that you want to get rid of. Mm-hmm. And it's more a function of how to get rid of it as efficiently as possible. So one of the ways we actually learn that clinically is by taking a patient that has an elevated cholesterol, particularly elevated LDL, see if they're able to comply with a diet. And let's say you go from you know eating uh, your bacon and steaks uh, every day, three times a day, to having a more vegetarian-style diet, you'll find that in a lot of people, there's a big, big improvement in their lipid levels. But some people, it's kind of modest. And the reason for that is the people who have the modest reduction when they change their diet means they're just making the stuff. Mm-hmm. It's their genetically-based uh, problem, and they're just making it. So, but understanding how your body works is really important. So I would advise anybody that's worried about their cholesterol and certainly people who have had a heart attack or stroke or any kind of scare blockages in their arteries in their legs or eye emboli or TIAs, mini strokes, whatever it may be. Anything that reflects atherosclerosis should absolutely know what their cholesterol is. They should know their breakdown of LDL and HDL. And if they're you know less than 75 years of age, they should probably want to know what their LPA is. Because uh, again, that's a problem that we couldn't do much about in the past, but now we can 
and that paradigm is rapidly changing. But getting back to the, the first point, so if you're healthy, you know, maybe a 20 to 40 year old adult, and but you're, you're a little bit concerned because you've had a family history. You've had uh, two uncles that have had bypass surgery in their 50s. Mm. Well, you should be worried. Mm-hmm. You should want to know what your cholesterol is and make sure you don't have these genetic predispositions to having the same type of problem. And you will learn about that by doing a breakdown of your cholesterol, a lipid profile, which again, looks at triglycerides and LDL and HDL, and importantly, looks at LP little a, the really, 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 really bad cholesterol. And that's through blood tests? Simple blood tests. It's not particularly expensive. It's a, a 10 or $20 blood test that your, your physician can order. We actually provide them for free uh, to people in our Encore Docs uh, email community. And uh, we, you know, we share a lot of information in that community and there's a perk for being a part of it when we have free screenings, people can get them for cholesterol, for liver disease, for a lot of things that we do. And it's a, it's a, nice, uh, a, a, a nice perk for people that are part of our community. What's the range? You know, where, where, at, where should a you know, 20 to 40 year old male, maybe with a history, family history, what's their like range? Where should they be? For, for total cholesterol? Right. So- Again, uh, range is a good word. Some people get fixated on one number. Mm-hmm. But if you're a young adult between 20 and 40, you would like to see your LDL no higher than 100. Now, if it's 150, is it the end of the world? No, but you should definitely think about changing your diet in a major way. Mm-hmm. Uh, when your lipid profile comes back and, and a lot of your cholesterol is in LDL versus HDL, you should have more concern. So if your LDL is 120, but your HDL is 70, you're in a much better situation than if your LDL is 120 and your HDL is 30. The latter would be somebody that you really want to treat, probably with a statin. The former may not need a statin, but there's a lot of considerations why you have to work with your doctor and look at your other risk factors in your, you know, your, your total picture. Mm-hmm. My question, though, is, you know, with activity and with, uh, with food and diet and nutrition, can you reverse it? Absolutely. So you mentioned activity. We really haven't covered that much, but physical activity is a, a very good way of preventing heart disease and stroke. Physical activity is probably the best way to raise your HDL. We've talked a lot about lowering LDL and lowering the other bad guys, but you can actually raise your HDL in some ways. It's hard. It's, it's actually really, really hard to raise HDL, but exercise is one way to do that. And our other efforts to raise HDL with pharmaceuticals hasn't really been very um, helpful. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk about that another time, why it isn't helpful. But exercise is really, really important. Physical activity. I advise all my uh, patients to exercise 30 minutes at least least four days out of the week. So it should be at least two hours of physical activity. The session should be at least 20 or 30 minutes long. And you should do it at least four days a week. And if you want to do more than that, that's great. Find something you love. Uh, find something that fits in your schedule and make that part of your life. So physical activity is really important. Uh, diet, as we talked about, is important. And, you, and this is not a dietary talk, but just in a general sense, Mediterranean-style eating is a really good idea. There's a lot of epidemiological evidence that show that cultures that eat more fish mm. do better. They have fewer heart attacks and strokes. The Japanese are an interesting example of that. There's a lot of smoking in Japan, mm-hmm. but they eat fish. Fish is part of their diet every day. <laughs> And they seem to do pretty well. Yeah. So it kind of offsets a bad habit, um, the fact that they tend to eat fish. So what you eat does make a difference. But again, 
some people do everything right and they still have a problem. And that's where research and medicine can help. So HDL, you were saying, is really hard to raise. Is that like something you're, you start with? Yeah, HDL is really genetically mediated. And, and uh, again, I, I won't go into all the details mm-hmm. of HDL, but it's more involved in the kinetics or the way cholesterol moves through the body rather than something that's a poison mm. or a protective agent specifically. And again, yeah. that's a whole nother discussion. So LDL is something that we can we almost do to ourselves well, with, again, with bad diet. And well, that we that's contributing, yeah. but it, it's, again, some people just Another. have high LDLs. Now, there's a condition called familial hypercholesterolemia where you have very high levels of LDL that has nothing to do with your diet mm. and has to do with the, the LDL receptors that we talked mm-hmm. about. They're not working right. Okay. So some people just, their LDL receptors don't work that well. And that's where some of these genetic-based therapies can make a huge difference. That's what difference. I was going to say. We're tar- we can target that. Right. But the other beauty about getting your LPA t- uh, tested, so we talked about you know the people who you do their diet, do their exercise, and may still have a problem, or they just have this family history. Now, those people should get an LPA. So let's say that you have... You're, you're the two crazy uncles that had bypass surgery when they were 50 and you're worried. So you're, you're a 30 year old male or female and you want to know if you're destined for the same thing. Go get your lipids checked. Go get your LPA checked. If your LPA is low, beautiful. Concern gone. You don't have to worry about something. On the other hand, if your LPA is high, then you say, okay, well, I know about that and let's talk to the experts who can help me with this. And there are treatments for it, which we didn't have before. That's awesome. And what about the older adult? You know, once you hit 50, you know, you, you have a little more concern about about your your health and you still had those two crazy uncles that maybe at 40 you tested low. What about at 50? Right. So again, if you get into your 50s and 60s and you have signs of atherosclerosis, then you want to have a, a more detailed analysis of it. And there's so many different anecdotes. So, you know, one, I'll share with you one anecdote. Uh, recently, I had a conversation with somebody who is like the healthiest person on the planet. She's exercising, uh, biking, you know, 100 miles a day. She eats like perfectly, um, doing everything right. But she still had a lot of coronary calcium on a CAT scan. And coronary calcium is, is a reflection of atherosclerosis. Mm. And it turns out this person had their LPA checked and she had a very high LPA. Mm. And that was the mechanism for it. Now, all everything she's doing will keep her out of trouble. But with these new therapeutics, she may be somebody that will take advantage of that because she's doing absolutely everything right. You know, she's a great uh, patient doing everything perfectly, but still has these genes to fight against. Hmm. All right. Well, Dr. Corin, thank you very much. Final thoughts on the bad cholesterol and the really, 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 really bad cholesterol. Well, the final thoughts would be know your numbers. And if you're in these high-risk categories and have a family, particularly if you have a family history, get your lipoprotein little a LPA checked. I'm your host, Michelle McCormick, and we want to thank Dr. Michael Corrin for his clinical and research perspective behind the science on this episode of MedScience, the truth behind the data powered by Encore Research Group. Go to EncoreDocs.com.